0: It is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride. That is not Trevor Ploof. That is floorball 2023 champion, the one and only Jolly Olive, because Ploof is on the travel. Hello, champ. Is that how I have to address you now?
1: I guess so, right? I mean, champ, the kid, the real deal, whatever you want to do. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Has BBD stopped crying is my question.
1: No, actually. There's been tears in his eyes for almost two months now, and we're starting to get worried, so I think he's seeing a doctor today.
0: Okay. All right. Do you ha- Are you allowed to finally wear your I am a floorball champion gear?
1: I mean, we got the hat going today, so you guys get a little sneak peek of my hat here.
0: Uh, that is not... Great
1: gear. Uh, go buy a Hookline Sinkers jersey if you haven't already. Also vote for us for best mm-hmm. jersey if you haven't already, but... It's nice to finally show it off.
0: Well, let me and I know we got a lot of baseball to get to, but I'm just going to finish with this. Now that you're a champion and you put on that hat for the first time, does your girlfriend look at you and kind of give you a different look? Because you're the dude.
1: I tried showing her and explaining to her what ball and play was. And I think by the time that I was finished, she was more confused. So I think she looks at me the exact same, if not worse than before.
0: Yeah, by the way, I'm so tired. I think I said floorball champion. I think you we did. We are take- getting I mean, ready you know, to do floorball. Sneak peak
1: maybe if they need me as a yeah. Sub it's something.
0: true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta admit, everybody, I'm a little gassed, so sure. I apologize. I'm, I'm gonna make mistakes left and right. No need to point them out. And you can if you want to. I it, would but never just, say you're a you're word. You're just gonna be wasting time. Never. So, all right, uh, let's get it going. with A little tip of the cap. It's the reason I'm wearing a Milwaukee Brewers lid. That is because they won the opener of a set against the Cincinnati Reds. I think this year they're now like 11 and – no, no, no. They're – what are they? Nine and two. They're nine and two, I think, against Cincinnati or something like that, thanks to a walk-off by Christian Yelich. It's his first walk-off since September of 29, three days before he fouled a pitch off of his leg that really kind of changed the trajectory of his career. So I'm just happy for a guy that has kind of seemingly bounced back and is at least back to all-star form
1: yeah i mean these brewers are very sneakily starting to pull away in the nl central they're having a 13 and 6 july you were right they were nine and two now against the cincinnati reds and you know you still look up and down this lineup and you're kind of like how are they getting it done you know william Contreras turned a corner but willie adamas has been a non-factor and the answer has been the resurgence of christian yelich which i think everybody who watches baseball really wanted to see happen again at some point it's really nice that it's coming to fruition not only for him, but also in the NL Central, Cody Bellinger, whose Cubs are actually playing a lot better heading towards the deadline. I think they're only three games under now, so uh, the National League Central, and I think we'll talk about the American League Central, too, a little bit later on, they're starting to play better baseball, which is nice, because I I didn't love the whole narrative of, like, a 500 team winning the division and everyone playing below their competition.
0: You know what I did like was the Yelly and Belly ads that they had coming out when those two were going neck and neck for MVP, and then Yelich missed you know the last several weeks of the season after following that ball Probably off, well, they could leg. have went
1: back to back. Honestly,
0: could have, could have easily gone back to back. All right, uh, so we're now a, a week away from the trade deadline. I don't know if everybody's been checking out the calendar or not. Yes, you have. I know you I have. I no, biggest time we'll of the year. We'll talk about your team in a moment. Uh, John Paul Morosi of MLB Network uh, reported that the Diamondbacks and Orioles are among the main teams looking at Shohei Otani. Now, do you think that the Angels series, which starts against the Tigers today, will determine Shohei's immediate future in Anaheim, or do you think that the team has already made up its mind on what they're doing with him?
1: I think it was the latter. I think the sweep against the Yankees told, you know, the front office everything they wanted to hear and the fact that the Angels have a shot to compete. They're two games over right now, 51 and 49. That's honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, that's better than I thought they would be at this point in the season, just because the Angels always seem to get off to a hot start. And then tail off and become sellers. And they had a lot of pieces to sell this year with like Brandon Drury. You know, they had a nice resurgent year from Mickey Moniak and all that. Obviously, they're not trading him. But point being, I think if the Angels can just win a series and then win another series after that, going into the deadline, give themselves some breathing room from 500, there's no reason for them to trade Shohei Otani and the current mindset of what they're trying to accomplish Obviously, if you take a step backwards and look at the the larger picture for the angels future, I think a lot of fans would probably suggest trading Shohei to a team like the Orioles or Diamondbacks or stocked up with position player prospects and pitching prospects that can really help their future. But at the same time, I'm going to maintain the perspective that I had on the last episode of baseball today that I did. And it's that I think that the angels have too much pride at this point to trade who could be the best player in baseball history for just half a season. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be a playoff team, but I think that they're gonna do their best to get there and in doing so keep Shoe Ohtani.
0: Um, do you think that they have too much pride or too much fear of backlash?
1: That's a that's you know what, that's a really interesting question because I definitely think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I said last time uh that you could risk losing your fan base if you trade away Shoe Ohtani, who might be the best player in your franchise's history. And even if it is for the greater good. I mean, I know this isn't the exact same thing, but if you look at the Juan Soto deal from last year, the early dividends that are being paid off for the Nationals are, are pretty nice. They have a nice outlook going into next year and the year after that with all the mm-hmm. pieces they brought in from basically assuming the entire pa- Padres farm system. You could get some kind of return akin to that from the Orioles or Diamondbacks or whoever else decides to swoop in. I just think the mindset of those two franchises is completely different. I think the nationals knew their window was closed. They accomplished what they wanted to accomplish in 2019. And I think they had come to terms with the fact that they needed to reset. The angels might need a reset, but they don't have the same lineage of accomplishing things. They haven't made the playoffs in 10 plus years at this point or nine years, 2014, I think was the year. Um, So they, they kind of have to go for broke, even if it means they're not going to keep Shohei
0: Otani in the end. It's such a weird concept that you, you're you not going to necessarily do what's best for your franchise in order to keep a guy around. Yeah. And I know he's not just a guy. I, I understand that. And if you trade him away, you have zero shot at the playoffs. If you keep him, I don't even know what I'd put the percentage at. Is it 6%? Is it 8%? I don't know what I would call it. But it's not, it's not big, in part because – Jolly, have you looked at their schedule? I
1: have not, actually. Can you tell me about it?
0: All right. You ready? I'm ready. So they're at Detroit. They're starting a nine-game road trip right now. They're at Detroit. And then after that, their next eight series are against non-losing teams. There's only one team that's 500. That's Seattle. Everybody else has a winning record. They're at Toronto, Atlanta, home against Seattle, San Francisco, at Houston, at Texas, home against Tampa Bay, home against Cincinnati before they take on the lowly Mets. And that is it. That is eight straight series where if you're just a fan and you're just thinking things, you're like, "Man, if we go 500 in those eight series, that's pretty good." And you know what 500 is going to get you? Not closer to the wild card in my no. opinion.
1: No, you're you're definitely right and I mean, it's 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 daunting. For sure, because the earlier part of this month, people forget before the Angels got hot as of late, they had a nasty losing streak against, you know, Diamondbacks, Padres, Dodgers, like good teams. They have a 26 and 33 record against winning teams, and they're going to have to face Mm -hmm. that next two weeks after the trade deadline. So you can look at it one of two ways. You can say, I don't think we stand a chance against these teams. Let's sell and stock up our farm system as much as we can. Or... I don't think we stand a chance against these teams. Let's buy and make our team better so that we can survive that. Gauntlet. Either way, you're risking a lot on either side. And it's basically, it's basically the most important point in angels franchise history since they'd last won the world series. You're, you're deciding what the trajectory of your franchise is going to be for the next two to three years in this one week span leading to July 31st.
0: So with all that being said, um, I did not even answer my own question And I will say that it has been made up. Yeah, I think it has been made up. I do think they're going to keep him. I know when we were all together in Seattle, we had our fun little draft trade show. It was fun. My guy went (laughs) 1-1. And probably because I was trying to will him to a team that I think could be really fun down the stretch and make the playoffs even more fun. Totally. Here, I'm rooting for you, Halos. If you're going to keep him, I'm rooting for you. I ain't going to be mad. Might scratch my head. I ain't going to be mad. All right, let's stay in the AL West. The Astros take the series opener against Texas Rangers. Walk-off variety, 10-9, wild game in the ninth. So now Houston closes within two of Texas atop that division. Jordan is in the on-deck circle getting ready to get activated. Jose Altuve is coming back soon. Does it feel now like it is Houston's division to lose?
1: You know, it's it's a good question. I mean, Houston is having another one of those quiet regular seasons where you're not really paying attention to them that much, but you know that they're going to creep up. Um, and Um, It's it's hard to doubt them. I mean, I, I said this about the Brewers before, but you look up and down their lineup. I see Kyle Tucker. I see Alex Bregman. And then I see a bunch of guys who are not getting it done. And it makes me wonder how the Astros are getting it done. I mean, the guy that I picked to win American League Cy Young, Christian Javier, not having a good season. Hunter Brown, he's just a rookie. He's doing a great job, but that's a lot to ask of him to be kind of the number two of this rotation. But it, And I know I have East Coast bias here. It just feels like Mets Braves from last year. And it feels like Dodgers Giants from the year before that, where these teams are going to go all the way to the end until one of them comes out on top. And I, I think it's the Astros because how can you bet against them at this point? They've been to the last five or six ALCS in a row. There's no reason that you can count them out. For the Rangers, they have all the talent in the world, but there's a lot of pressure that comes with Basically, going pole to pole in first place. You know, not a lot of teams have done that. And the Rangers are in a position right now, if they can finish out the last two months strong, to do that. I just don't know that the team has the experience necessary to go the full distance. But with that being said, I I fully expect both of these teams to be in the playoffs in some capacity.
0: Last week, I think we brought it up um, about the Rangers and Astros. And I said I did believe in the Rangers. I, I like got on board. You know, they've done so much good, particularly with that starting rotation since DeGrom right. wasn't going to be available the rest of the year. They made a nice trade for Roldis Chapman, which had been sensational until last night when he gave up the game tying Homer. Uh, I still think they're going to make another play for at least another reliever. We know their offense is just amazing. Um, right now, they're dealing without Corey Seager for at least another week and a half or so. And I also added the caveat that even though I believed in the Texas Rangers, I would hold off my full feeling until watching this entire series. Mm. So round one goes to Houston, and it's hard not to kind of lean in their favor because if they've done this much without Jordan, without Altuve, the two guys that really make that offense go in different capacities, look out. Because this team could just get going, their schedule, their schedule, not bad at all. There's yep. one more September, early September meeting, I believe, between these two squads, but that's going to be it. And so there, I think there's five games remaining in the season series between the Rangers and the Astros. And by the way, you said, you know, outside of Bregman and Kyle Tucker, you know, who they have, I will say this Taz McCormick has played his ass off True. since the All Star yeah. break.
1: Should have mentioned him for sure.
0: 412, five homers, OPS of 1400
1: doesn't get much better than that. I I think think it's a huge X factor, though. They got to get better performances from Jeremy Pena and Jose Abreu. And I think Jose Abreu has been hitting the ball a lot better as of late, but Mm -hmm. cannot try and win this division with three guys in your lineup really thumping the ball and nobody else. When you look at this Rangers lineup, that top to bottom, even without Corey Seager in the lineup, they're still going to bang one through nine. And I think they have a pretty similar record with and without Corey Seager. So this is a team that can still thrive without him. But, you know, the Rangers fall to three and five against the Astros this season. Those those two or three losses against that team could be all the difference in the end.
0: By the way, that was a fun, fun game. I don't know how many people saw it last oh, yeah. night. but I back thought it was over when the Astros runs,
1: were walking in runs with the bases loaded. And then I turned it off and then Chapman gave up the bomb.
0: Yeah, and that was his first kind of blemish since putting on a Rangers uni. And I still think they're going to go trade for another reliever at some point, I think. I think that's the way they go, just to give themselves a shot. And I still believe in the Rangers to get to the playoffs. I just don't know if it's as a division champ or as a wild card. I I think that Houston's got too much. Too much. Either way,
1: that's a team I don't want to face in the playoffs. If I'm an American League fan, I don't want to see the Rangers. Oh,
0: yeah. No, no I'm good. I'll pass. That's I'll take a pass on that. All right, so uh, we are now closing in on the month of August. And you're thinking, my God, where has summer gone? Well, don't don't think of it that way. You still have plenty of weeks left in summer to go do your thing. And more importantly, go tone up that body. Right. We know that your day to day routine can get a little hairy, particularly if you got kids and you're basically running an Uber service. You still have to make time for yourself. And that means you got to go take care of yourself. And I'm kind of talking to myself here. So, Rose, listen to yourself. Uh, And we know that smart technology has replaced the old format of just heading to the gym and maybe you bring up a crinkled piece of paper like I used to do and how am I doing these workouts Then you'd stare at the machines and try and make sure you don't need to do that anymore. You can push your limits at the gym or just jumpstart any sort of fitness routine. With FitBod, it is a personalized workout plan designed for your fitness levels and goals. The FitBod app creates customized workouts based on your goals, your fitness level, and the equipment that you might have just around your crib. These workouts will improve as you do as well. And that's kind of the fun thing is that you'll see your body start to change. You'll see your muscle tone start to change. Uh, Everything about you alters and FitBod grows with you. It has powerful technology. It understands your strength training ability, your past workouts. It adapts to your available gym equipment and keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up the workouts. That's a big deal. You can also track your achievements and learn new exercises, all at the tip of a button. Now, keep track of your achievements and your personal best with FitBod's progress tracking charts on top of it. So folks, it is not too late to crush your summer fitness goals. Try FitBod today. In fact, you're going to get 20% off your subscription or try the app free at fitbod.me slash today. That is F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash today. Go make a difference. Go look good. There's still time. I don't know if there's time for your New York Mets, Jolly. Uh, You're running out of it.
1: What a segue.
0: Sorry. (laughs) They face the Yankees in the Subway Series starting tonight amidst the backdrop of the Mets season officially turning to crap. Closer Dave Robertson, he could be one of the most coveted players on that Mets roster come deadline time. But he told Tim Healy of Newsday, quote, I like it here. I'm not excited about it. It's just what happens. He's talking about the deal of a possible trade. Should Robertson be a little more amped up to join a possible contender for the second straight season? Remember, he was traded from the Cubs to the Phillies a year ago.
1: You know, it's... It's the life of a reliever, I think, especially a good reliever like David Robertson himself. I think last year was a little different because I think the the Cubs were kind of out of things completely uh, by the time the deadline rolled around. I'm pretty sure the Mets are kind of stepping towards that window as well. But I think the difference is that this team had a ton of expectations and, you know, proved they could do it last year. And just it's not the same this year, uh, which I think is funny because one of the main critiques that people had about their offseason was that, oh, they're bringing back basically the same team. They didn't improve that much. And you know what? Looking at it right now, I kind of wish it was the same team because they haven't played like it at all. Uh, I think the Mets would be foolish to not trade David Robertson. He's been lights out in the bullpen. Uh, They've protected him pretty well with how they've used him. And I think a lot of teams could use him, especially those Arizona Diamondbacks, who probably should have beat the Cardinals last night and would have if they had a better reliever uh, in that bullpen. Uh, As for Robertson, I I can't ask him to be excited about it because you know, you got to uproot your life for what could only be maybe two months of your life, uh, just pitching for a new team and uh, understanding a new ballpark and meeting new coaches and teammates and all that. He's late enough in his career where I think a guy like him probably wants to be settled in, which is why, you know, guy like Adam out probably wanted a two year deal. uh, So on and so forth. But yeah, the Mets, I I think they're going to be sellers at this point, unless some miracle winning streak happens, which this team doesn't really look like they're capable of pulling that off consistently. And I said this to producer Dan Rourke before the show started. This might be the the least hype Subway series I've ever seen. You know, I know the Yankees mm-hmm. just swept the Royals. They're feeling a little bit better. Um, but the display of baseball from these two teams this past month has been just underwhelming and mediocre, to say the least. Uh, it's, it's always going to be fun, Mets-Yankees. But at this point, I'm kind of just, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I do agree that I think Robertson's out the door. We know that relievers fly off the shelves. Uh, A guy like him with that much experience and a guy who's had that solid a season will be highly coveted by multiple teams. With that being said, the question was, should he be more excited? And the answer is, not necessarily. I know that there's probably baseball fans that listen and they're like, hold on. He has a chance to jump right into a pennant chase. Last year, he went from the disappointing Cubs to a Phillies team that went on this great run Made not only in the playoffs where they kind of eke their way in, but also ran all the way to the World Series. What a blast. What great memories. Yes, that could be true. But also, Dave Robertson's almost 40 years old. He does have a World Series ring with the New York Yankees, correct? Yep,
1: 2009.
0: And he's got a young family. We forget about all of that stuff. We just see... One day he's wearing Mets colors, and the next day he could be an Arizona Diamondback. We're like, wow, that's cool. Well, what you don't see is that he says goodbye to his wife and his kids for the next two and a half months. Maybe I'll see you for one weekend as the kids get ready to start school in the near future. And I'm nowhere near you, and that hurts your heart. I mean, we had Miguel Rojas on the Rose rotation the other day. It's been hard for him. This is the first year he's not with his family. And so we just forget that they're human beings, that they're daddies, that they're husbands. And I'm not saying feel bad for them. They are financially compensated at a very high level. And they really, for the most part, most athletes that I've run into really enjoy what they do for a living. Not 100%, but most of them do. So I'm not saying feel bad for them. But I am saying, understand the human side of a transaction as well. We just get to see it on Twitter; they have to live through it in their real life.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting to think about it that way because from my initial perspective, when we mentioned the trade deadline a week away, I, I said it's the best time of the year, and you know, for my own channel, I make a lot of trade videos. People really seem to enjoy it because the novelty of a midseason swap is just so interesting in baseball. But you got to remember, at the end of the day, this is Teams trading people, people as, as a sort of product, as a good. It's very, very, you know, an older concept that's so bizarre that it still exists in sports. And for these guys, yeah, they most of them have families, especially the guys that are late into their careers, like David Robertson, who I believe is 37. Uh, and he's just been he's been traded before, so he knows the experience as well. And I can assure you that he probably doesn't enjoy it at this point. So I I, I think going into this offseason, if he puts together another fine season, which it looks like he's going to, um, he might ask for a multi-year deal. And you know what? I cannot blame him.
0: Uh, let's move to the American League Central. Second straight extra inning walk off for the Twins. They bested Seattle four to three. Carlos Correa with the honors this time. You couple that with Cleveland's loss to Kansas City. Minnesota now leads the division by four games. Also, the Guardians made one other big transaction. They push Shane Bieber to the 60 day injured list. That means he won't be available until mid September at the earliest. Is it a wrap in the Central?
1: I mean, the Twins are playing much better ball nine and two in their last 11. They're just, they look tighter. Uh, They're getting better performances across the board. I always kind of believed in the Twins talent-wise a little bit more, but they haven't been able to string together that run of consistent play. And we might be seeing it right now. You know, they've gotten great starting pitching all season long. Yesterday, they didn't have to use Duran, and they still wrapped up a win, although Colton Wong, out of nowhere, with a two-run homer. How about that? Um, <laughs> the Twins, though, I, I just I, I think that it's their division to lose at this point. They invested the money in the team, uh, and the Guardians, they can't stop tripping over themselves. It's It's been a frustrating watch for this team, and it doesn't help that They're going to be without Shane Bieber for the foreseeable future. Also, that means he's probably not getting traded, which I think me and you both thought was going to happen uh, within the next week. Um, And like I said before, it's nice to just see one team start to play winning baseball. I don't want to see a 500-record team make it into the playoffs just because of their division. And that goes for both central divisions. So I'm happy to see at least one team pull
0: away. So is it done?
1: I think it's it's too soon to call it done. There's still two months left, but if you ask me which one of these teams is going to add at the deadline and improve, I would probably say the Twins before I would say the Guardians.
0: Well, I would I would second that. I don't think there's any question that the Twins are going to do something. Now, The big question is, is it to try and lift up their offense? Because they know that even if they're good enough to hold off Cleveland and maybe Detroit, I just have to throw that in there, in the Central Division, that they're going to get pounded by these other teams, right? If they have to play a Texas in the first round, how are they going to keep up with that offense? You know, if they do it with Baltimore, how are they going to do that? And then maybe have to come back, you know, down a couple of runs against that bullpen. Good luck. So if you're, they're looking not only to keep the rest of the teams in the central at bay. But they want to be able to match up so they don't get embarrassed, right? They've got that ridiculous losing streak come playoff time. They'd right. like to win a freaking game, if not at least the series. And this is also I a team that.
1: that has gotten a little burned recently in trades. I mean, the Tyler Molly trade is aging. Pretty oh, yeah. Early. Spencer Steer and and Strand for the Reds are playing well. You know, the Pablo Lopez deal, the extension, that's nice. But Luis Arias would be a great complement to this kind of struggling lineup right now. And then Jorge Lopez for Yenier Cano just last year with the Orioles. So, I mean, the Twins, they have a little something to prove both on the field and with this front office, too, to put together a sustainable
0: mm-hmm. winner. Yeah, those last three trades that you talked about, those are those are L's as of mm-hmm. right now. It doesn't mean that you can't turn them into W's, but right now they sit in the loss column in the transaction area. But with all that being said, and I'm not going to count out the Guardians. They usually play their best ball in the month of September under Terry Francona. They've just got to hang around. The weird thing is is that, yeah, you look at last night's loss to Kansas City, and that's a tough one to swallow. They just took two out of three from Philly. They won a series against the Pirates, and they always say, if you just stack series, you're going to be okay. Well, recently they've stacked series, and they've lost ground on Minnesota. I don't think the Twins aren't going to lose the rest of the year. I think they will be losing some games. Um, But we'll see. They have six more games head-to-head. If you're a Guardians fan, what you don't want is the Guardians having to go five and one or something in those six right. games. Right. Four and two. Sure. You make up two games. You feel good. Five and one's tough. Six and oh ridiculous. You can't just rely on those head to heads to say, OK, we'll make up the ground then. You just can't. Got to keep them close. Got to yep. keep them close. Definitely. Yep. Uh, are you a boxing guy at all?
1: You know, Dan Canobio is partly maybe a boxing guy, you could say.
0: Well, that's good. Because this Saturday, July 29th, 8 o'clock Eastern, Errol Spence Jr. takes on Terrence Crawford. Undisputed welterweight world championship will be on the line, and it is live on PPV.com. PPV.com is the only streaming platform where boxing fans can participate in live interactive fan chat hosted by boxing experts. For Spence and Crawford, it's our own old man, Dan Canobio. He'll be at the helm, joined by Chris Algieri and legendary boxing writer Lance Pugmire. You know, if you have joined us in the chats for Blitzball, for Ball and Play League, how much fun those can be. You love talking trash. You love asking questions, all sorts of stuff. Well, you can do it for boxing this Saturday. PPV.com is the most convenient, most reliable, most engaging way to stream pay-per-view events. There's no subscription required, ever. That's a big deal. So download the PPV. app to all your favorite devices you can watch it on your computer or your phone or of course stream it to your big screen tv so order spence crawford on ppv.com right now believe me it is the very best way to watch this fight you will not want to miss it and go chat it up with old man dan and his friends love that all right before we get out of here on the youtube and podcast side of things ellie de la cruz did it again Matched a 456-foot home run up in Milwaukee, which I think just landed. Uh, This came after De La Cruz was robbed of a homer by Jody Weimer in his first at-bat. So I don't know if you saw the scoreboard up there in Milwaukee, but when he came up for his (laughs) second at-bat, it said almost hit a home run in the first inning, but didn't. And then right after that, he launches one to the moon. So, what sort of punishment do we give the scoreboard content creator operator?
1: Uh, you know, I, I can't punish him because that that is the risk you run when you have a good time at the ballpark and get a little cheeky. Uh, because you know, there, there's something nice about seeing a fun fact about a player, but there's also something nice about just seeing a little bit of trash talk in the middle of the game. I, I I liked that a lot. And you know what? You got you got to own it. You really got to own it at the end because it's a risky take against a freak of nature like Ellie Taylor Cruz. And uh, I also want to shout out the Reds broadcast booth who have had a fantastic season calling this exciting team. Great call on that home run as well. Another that ball had a family and uh, robbed this one, I think is what he was thinking in his mind. So great call there. Just Just a fun sequence altogether. Great game too.
0: All right, so if you're the scoreboard operator and you show up for work today and everybody knows it was you that came up with that cute little line or what you thought was going to be a cute little line, you do have to own it today. And for Ellie De La Cruz's first at bat, you have to put up there. <laughs> you got me, dude.
1: Just you my bad. Me. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Yep. My <laughs> bad. Got me. Whatever it is. And then we all lap it off and we're all good. Listen, the, the vibes in Milwaukee are great right now. You're nine yeah. and two head to head against the Reds. You just had a walk off hit to get the W. So take advantage of the atmosphere. If it had been three to two, the other direction, you're walking out of there and everybody's looking at you because they're they're wondering, well, what's the we reason this? we lost? Oh, it's because you started shir- stirring the shit up there. On Most the superstitious
1: for- sports fans are baseball fans. They believe in jinxes. Yes, they are. If you're the culprit, better watch out.
0: Look out. Uh, Jolly, what what do you have coming out? Well, I always love catching up with you and seeing with, oh, by the way, I guess I do have to mention how much I kicked ass in the, uh. I
1: was going to say, we need to talk a little bit about, before we go, your immaculate grid performance on JM Baseball. Thank you. Cleaned
0: I do wa- house. Yeah, I, I want to say that when your team shows up, it makes it infinitely more easy. Of course. So, but I had that.
1: Outside of that, new uh trivia videos on jam baseball every week this channel right here if you're watching on youtube that's where you can find them uh and then on my channel jolly olive we're doing uh my annual trade deadline video where i go back and i revisit a trade deadline from the past last year we did 2017 the year before 2015 this year we're covering the 2012 mlb trade deadline which was a very fun one
0: can you tell me who, who was the biggest name that got traded that year
1: that was and people forget about those because it was only half a season and it was kind of weird and they didn't make the playoffs, but the Los Angeles Angels made a big splash to go get Zach Granke from the Milwaukee Brewers.
0: Oh, that was a big one. Yes, it was. Uh that was Gene Segura.
1: Gene Segura went in that trade. That's right.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. That's I love handy. those things. There those go. great, great videos. Uh, I got you a late call last night, and I do appreciate you showing up. So, you know that. Uh, Ploof will be joining us from some sort of destination tomorrow. I can't wait to find out what it is. It'll probably be noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. If you want to join us live on the Amp app for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr. And the uber-talented Jolly Olive. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.